You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. morning, everybody. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools, and I'd like to welcome you to this edition of Catholic Schools Today. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM, and we're also streaming live to our Facebook community and also on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. Well, welcome everybody to our show this morning. It is a bright and crisp Monday morning in Chicago, and I think I might be joined by my co-host live streaming in, Ronnie Faison, principal at St. Francis de Sales High School. Are you there, Ronnie? I am, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to see you. It's been such a long time. I know. I hate when they, they keep us separated for too long, but I'm <laughs> glad that we're back together today. Fantastic. You know, I was thinking this morning that I'm just a tiny, tiny little bit jealous of you in these few oh. weeks leading up towards Christmas because you're in a school and I recall my time being a teacher in schools um, before Christmas is such a beautiful and awesome time of the year with students and with teachers and other staff members really looking forward to the holiday season, being off from school, of course, because everybody needs a break at this point, um, but certainly celebrating Advent and good community with each other. How are things at your school? Special. Yeah, that's what's been special about being here is that um, actually today, that's why I'm out of studio um, is because we'll be at St. John de La Salle reading to the little ones um, for the for the morning. And so it's something to look forward to, to celebrate this, this time of, of giving, this time of celebration with families. Um, and so it's it's a good time, uh, a good place to be. Um, and so we've been enjoying those those pieces. Also, I just came back from Disney, which is the happiest place on earth. Um, and so uh, I, I, I'm all smiles the, these last three weeks of the of the year. That's good. Fantastic. Should we meet our first guest this morning? Oh, that's so exciting. He's, he's one of my faves. I'm not supposed to say that, but definitely uh, one of my faves. But uh, first up this morning, we're pleased to welcome guests from Epiphany and Good Shepherd Schools. Last Friday, Epiphany and Good Shepherd Catholic Schools held their second annual procession and mass in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Teachers, students, and families processed through Little Village with flowers and images of Our Lady of Guadalupe to Good Council Church. After mass, the flowers were presented to the statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe outside the church. Welcome Principal Scott Ernst and school board member and parent, Ms. Delgado. Welcome guys. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having Thank us on this morning. morning. No, it's always a pleasure. Um, and we're just so grateful. I mean, I think the last time you were on, you were talking about the opening of Good Shepherd um, and, and it was just such excitement around what you guys had going on. And, and it was great to, to watch the enthusiasm that you guys brought to, to the show. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Epiphany and Good Shepherd and how the year is going for your community? Yeah, it's it's going great, and obviously with this uh, event that we just had too, it's really exciting because it's one of the first times that we were able to gather as both schools in one location, both uh, parish parishioners from both churches, 
uh, and just community members. So uh, just could not have been a better day. We were really lucky also to have the rain hold out, but uh, it was just a beautiful event that everyone came together at, at, at the same time to honor our, our lady. You know, a, a perfect reason to get together. So very exciting. And probably in the midst of COVID, right? Uh, like having that opportunity to, to come together and, and share community and do all of those things was, was probably a really special moment for you guys as well. Absolutely. You know, it, the origins of this, it used to be just, a, you know, a mass, but uh, COVID made us think uniquely last year. And so we added the procession so that we were outside safely, but it was so beautiful and it, and it came together so well that it was the part that had to stay. And so walking through the neighborhood and being present and, and gathering people and continuing as one large school community, uh, just again, just could not have been better. I love that. Ms. Delgado, what's the significance of the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe for your school and the little village community? You know, Ronnie, before I answer that question, I want to tell you that the happiest place on earth is not Disney, it's Epiphany School. <laughs> love that. Um, just wanted to put that plug out there. Uh, but you know, the significance of, of, of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's, you know, in our community, it's, it's I don't even know of a word to really describe it, you know, in one word. Um, I, I have a unique uh, experience through Epiphany to relive all of the things that my parents taught me. You know, growing up in the Catholic schools in a different community, um, you know, just because of life and where my parents work and things like that, I didn't have the opportunity to learn the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe from, from a school perspective, from a religious perspective. And that educational piece was, was a missing. Our kids at Epiphany have such a unique opportunity to learn it both from their parents, their family, the community, and then it's reinforced in the school. And, you know, that, that pilgrimage from Epiphany to Good Shepherd, although it's a short one, um, it, it really helps them reflect along the way of, you know, everything that Our Lady of Guadalupe means. So I love, I love that you use the word pilgrimage. I think that it's so much more powerful than, you know, I think we used it, you know, procession, but pilgrimage is different, right? Pilgrimage is that you're moving for, for a purpose, that this is, this is something that you're working toward. And I think that that word is like a perfect embodiment, um, just based on the pictures and the things that I've heard about the event is just a beautiful thing. So um, that's, that's exciting. Were community members also a part of, of the pilgrimage? So everyone was welcome. That, see, that's one of the things that makes Epiphany so so unique and different. I know I keep using the word unique, but Epiphany really does stand out, is that we love to invite the community and open the doors to have folks come and join us and learn about the school. And if that's not the school of your choice and, and it, it just so happens that way, at a minimum, we've helped and made a little bit of an investment to try to bring some, some knowledge, some education, some foundation of you know, of our, of our religion. That's awesome. Yeah. This is the second annual procession. Um, can you tell us about how the new tradition, I know you talked a little bit about it, how it began, right? We did it in the midst of COVID, right? But then who, were you guys sitting around a table and going, you know what, we're going to go and take this procession to the other school. I mean, how did this kind of, this, this kind of come to be? Sure. I'll take that one. Uh, you know, the biggest thing was, uh, our Good Shepherd has a statue of Our Lady Guadalupe outside. And so, that made it a natural location, not only with our partnership of uh, both churches becoming one parish, but also uh, that it was again outside and COVID safe. Now this year it's evolved even more. Now we know safely how to navigate the virus. So we are able to have mass peacefully. We are able to end safely. 
Uh, and, and it was a packed place, but we all knew we were still safe because we've been educated on everything. Uh, but also, uh, we've now grown it to include food, which uh, happens after the, the mass and the students and the entire community present their flowers. And then there's still a gathering that is outside. There's a courtyard. And so you can kind of see how this continues to just grow steam and get bigger and bigger each year. And, and again, I can't say enough too how, how wonderful it was to um, be in, we'll use pilgrimage now, right? And, and turn around and it wasn't just our students anymore. The line of adults and the line of community and the line of families, just all down 26th street and all down Colon and all down the streets that we were on, uh, it just really came together well. And, and, and it's really powerful. So hopefully uh, next year, anyone that's listening, uh, you know, if they feel calling to this too, you're welcome to join us. Uh, we'd really love to have you. you know, it's I love that. And I think, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really fantastic, and I don't know if, Ronnie, you can see it, but on the screen in front of me, there's been pictures of the event from last Friday at the school kind of scrolling across the screen, and it's really beautiful to see, as Scott, you're saying, and Ms. Delgado, you're saying, that the community was part of the event and the power of a Catholic school to really impart um, the faith and the cultural traditions of the community to the next generation. So I'm curious to know, um, and I know Ronnie is too, like what, what do you th uh, hope at least that the students can learn and take away from an experience like this? And perhaps even how can families continue the conversation and education at home as well? Yeah. Uh, do you wanna go, Billy? Sure, well, you know, the, the education at, at home, I, I believe, I feel is going to continue just because we are so devote in the community to the Virgin of Guadalupe. Um, from the school's perspective, I think the the opportunity is going to continue to evolve. You know, like Scott mentioned, now we've incorporated the the community feeling after the event where the kids are able to congregate and have conversation and potentially reflect on what they've just experienced. Um, Scott, you, you know, if you have anything else to chime in with. Yeah, so the community part also not only, you know, that, that brings the entire both schools together, which is amazing to have a reason to be together but uh you know secondly this our lady guadalupe is such a strong part of little village that it's almost our responsibility uh to be part of the community and bring everyone together uh this this happened organically it wasn't it wasn't so much you know just wasn't like uh it came from on high or anything it was it was you know everyone the teachers the staff the parents like there was a need to make this even even stronger and more powerful and more moving. And, you know, the priests at Good Shepherd uh, were, were a big part of that too. Um, you know, I, I was just so moved when we were in the procession, all of a sudden I turned around and there is the, the pastor from Good Shepherd following us with a, a, an Our Lady of Guadalupe banner. I, I have no idea where he came from, right? <laughs> but it's just, there's just so many people that came from nowhere and joined as part of this because the apparition of Mary to, to the country of Mexico and to North America means so much to Little Village and the Mexican community that Mary chose to come to Mexico is, is just such a, a beautiful, big part of their journey. And so that we that we honor this and celebrate it and 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 make this, you know, a, a, a key part of our education is, is critical. Absolutely. It's beautiful how the parish can also come together with the school community, as you talked about, and be part of this fantastic event. And Scott, you speak so beautifully about it. It's just giving me shivers and makes me want to join you next year. So I might already mark my calendar.
Um, I believe we might be returning shortly to talk to a teacher and a student from Epiphany School as well. But in the meantime, if our listeners would like to learn more about Epiphany and Good Shepherd Catholic Schools, how might they do that? Sure. So uh, both both are online. Uh, so epiphanychicago.org and goodshepherdchicago.org are the websites. We're also very present on Facebook. So you can see uh, pictures from this event and the things we do throughout the entire school year. Yeah, again, Good Shepherd just opened up and it's a preschool and kindergarten this year and a first grade next year. And so uh, it's, it's a growing part of a, a school that is within a half mile. So just our, our community is, is calling for Catholic education. And so if you're one of those families that feels compelled, you now have two options uh, and, and, and many other options in Little Village as well. So Facebook, Instagram, and of course on the website. Fantastic. It's so wonderful to hear about growing Catholic schools. So thank you very much, Scott, for sharing that. I think we're going to join back in a moment with Andrea Guevara and Leah Reynoso. But for now, we're going to pause for a brief break. Stay with us. There's more Catholic schools today coming your way. As you think about year-end contributions, we at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum Guide Star rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. 
These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus, we have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic Schools, and we're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM, as well as streaming on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. I hope I'm rejoined again by Ronnie. Are you there, Ronnie? We might have lost Ronnie, but I'm really excited to meet our second um, set of guests from Epiphany School and Good Shepherd Catholic Schools. We are back with guests from Epiphany and Good Shepherd Catholic Schools to continue discussing the second annual procession in Mass in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe that took place last Friday. We're joined by a new guest from the school community. So welcome to the show, middle school teacher Andrea Guevara and eighth grade student Leah Reynoso. How are you both this morning? Doing well, thank you. Good, you're smiling and it's Monday morning, which is good to see. That's a good start for the day for sure. Um, could both of you tell us a little bit about your school and what the best part about being a teacher and a student at Epiphany School is? 
Sure. So my name is Andrea Guevara. I am the eighth grade homeroom teacher here at Epiphany Catholic School. And I also teach junior high math and science. This is my fifth year here as a teacher. Previously, I was the Spanish teacher for four years, and this is a new role for me. But in the time that I've been here, I have been enamored with the students, with the teachers, with the staff, more so because I'm also from the community. So I understand tremendously the struggles and the hardships and the love and care we bring to the school, which makes us unique. And in honoring that, part of our culture, part of our religion is honoring Mary, our mother, and specifically to us in, uh, with a Mexican background, Our Lady Guadalupe. So in the previous years, we've usually held mass here at Epiphany before Good Shepherd opened. But last year, because of COVID, we had to switch things up a little bit, if you would like to say, put it that way. So <laughs> this was our, our way of getting the community involved and bringing both schools together to begin that community, that fellowship between Good Shepherd and Epiphany. And what better way than having a, a school mass there at Good Shepherd for the first time this year. Absolutely. You said that so well. And I love the word that you use, that you're enamored with the school community and that you love the fellowship between the two schools that are really, really growing. And that's fantastic to see. What about you, Leah? What's the best thing about being a student at Epiphany? Well, I think the best thing about being a student in Epiphany is like how many opportunities they give you because, you know, as an eighth grader, I'm planning to move on to high school and me and my mom were really struggling with that and stressed about it. But here they give us opportunities, they give us scholarships, and I'm a Daniel Murphy scholar because my teacher, Ms. Toro, she, you know, she told us about the scholarships that we were able to qualify for and that helped me a lot that helped my mom less stress on her and everything and i just loved it because everyone here is like my second family and i feel like home here everyone welcomes me i have many friends and i just love learning that sounds so great, Leah, and congratulations on being a right? I, I love hearing kids talk about their schools and, and when they have a good experience, like it just, it, it kind of exudes out of them and you could tell, Leah, that you really love your school and you love where you are and that's, a, that's such a beautiful thing. Uh, that's not the case for all kids, so the fact that you get to say that about your school is, is a beautiful thing. So I, mean, I just had to tell you that. It was a, it was a lovely answer. <laughs> and congratulations on being a Daniel Murphy Scholar. That's quite an accomplishment as well. So do either of you know the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Juan Diego? And would you be able to share it for any of our listeners who might not be familiar? So very briefly, in the year 1519, we had Hernan Cortes arriving to what is now known as Veracruz, Mexico for the first time, traveled from Veracruz to Mexico City, which is present-day Mexico City. And in two years' time, 1521, he overtook the Mexican Empire. Fast forward 10 years, we have the year 1531, and we have conflicts arising between the evangelization and the Mexican people, along with the other indigenous groups surrounding Mexico City. There was a lot of turmoil between both groups, the indigenous people refusing to convert to Catholicism, understandably so. And we have San Juan Diego, who previously was also a Mexican 
um, an indigenous person of Mexican background who also was um, worshiping the sun god, the moon god, the god of the earth, and converted to Catholicism and was chosen by Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 9th, 1531, which was the first of four apparitions in which Guadalupe tells San Juan Diego, go to the bishop, Bishop Sumarraga, and tell him I want a church built for me so that the people here can come to me to implore, to pray, to seek help, to seek comfort. So San Juan Diego, in the beginning, as we usually do, we're very doubtful. We're like, no, it's not me. I'm not the right person. You got the wrong guy. And our lady's like, no, you're fine. You're exactly the kind of person I need. You're the class, exactly the kind of person I want. You, I have chosen to help me in this endeavor. So San Juan Diego goes, talks to Bishop Sumarraga. Bishop doesn't believe him, asks for a sign. Three days later, on the 12th, Juan Diego goes back to the first place where he saw Our Lady in Tepeyac. And he says, Lady, um, my mother, I need a sign. I need to take a uh, sign for the bishop so he doesn't believe me. They go, and Our Lady Guadalupe tells him, go to the top of the cell. You'll see roses. Cut them, bring them back to me. So Juan Diego does as he's told. God goes, gets the flowers, blooming in December, which is very not typical. Mm-hmm. Returns to Our Lady, blesses them, goes to Bishop Sumarraga. And when he lets open his tilma, all the roses fell. And right there, you see on his tilma, the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, where in that moment, Bishop Sumarraga finally believes him and begins the construction of what is today as La Basilica de Guadalupe in Mexico City. Thank you very much. You know, isn't it the way it always goes that God calls us to things in our lives and we never think that we're worthy or we never think that it's a job for us. And so I think like you expressed, we can really learn a lot from St. Juan Diego and how to say yes to what God is calling us to, all those big and little things uh, that we're called to in our lives. So did either of you play a role on Friday as part of the pilgrimage, as part of the procession to the church and as part of the mass? Well, I had um, my eighth grade student, Leah Reynoso. She was my student who I chose, and she also volunteered for to read uh, our first reading during Mass. So she played an important role during Mass. Fantastic. And also was um, in charge with helping out the, our kindergartners from the school since it was their first time this year going to Mass as well. Great. Well, I wonder what you think as a teacher or as a student, Leah, that other teachers can do to help their students understand Our Lady of Guadalupe and what can other kids do, other students in Catholic schools, to really celebrate this during the month of December? Well, um, as a kid, I remember doing a lot of activities about it, learning about it with teachers and like kind of in an activity in a fun way. And that really helped me remember it as like um, an important day and it was very memorable to us since, you know, um, Our Lady Guadalupe chose Mexico and right here there's a huge Mexican-like community and it was just very memorable and I could see it in the kids' faces that I was with, you know, that they weren't enjoying it and like this would be a core memory when they grow up and they think about the childhood and all the teachers were out there helping and I think that they couldn't have done a better job because they really helped. 
Miss Leah, you can already tell you have a fantastic voice and whatever uh, you do uh, or aspire to do in the future, I know you're going to conquer it um, in this just in the short time having met you. Uh, Miss Guevara and Miss Leah, we are so grateful that you spent the morning with us uh, and talked to us about your wonderful community and school. Um, yeah, I'm so happy that you made it through the first semester um, of in the midst of all of the things that are going on in the world, you still made the best of it and brought your community together. So uh, blessings to you both. Um, we're going to take a, a pause now for a break, uh, but stay with us. There's more Catholic school today coming your way. Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. 
Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools. I'm joined by Ronnie Faison, principal at St. Francis de Sales High School. And we're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio, 7.50 a.m., as well as streaming to our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. On December 3rd, Brendan Nelson, a second grader from St. Robert Bellarmine School on Chicago's northwest side, was the honorary captain for the St. Patrick High School home opener basketball game. Brendan was diagnosed in August with cancer. Brendan and his family have received support from the Catholic schools community. And this morning, we're so pleased to welcome to the show Brendan's mother, Mary Beth Nelson, and the assistant principal for student affairs and activities at St. Patrick High School, Mr. Paul Sangrati. Welcome to you both. Mary Beth and Paul, are you with us? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. We're really curious to learn about Brendan and his experience as a student at St. Robert Bellarmine School. Mary Beth, can you share with our listeners a little bit about Brendan's journey and his time at St. Robert Bellarmine? Sure. Um, yes, we've been a part of St. Robert Bellarmine for 16 years. I have four kids. Um, my older two have graduated. Brendan was started at St. Robert's um, in preschool, pre-K-3. So he's been there pre-K-3, pre-K-4, kindergarten first, and now he's in second grade. So um, he loves being at St. Robert's. We've always been so, so happy being there. But um, yes, he's enjoyed it very much. Um, he did not like e-learning at all when the whole lockdown happened. It was, he really missed his teacher and yeah. his friends and being in school. So um, he's just a great kid and he's a good student. Um, I'm glad to, that right now, everything going on with him having cancer that he was on a little bit of a break since November 9th and was able to do some school the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really, a really good thing for him to get back in the classroom since he never even got to start second grade mm -hmm. with all of this that happened in August. So, um, yes, we're, we love St. Roberts. I've been a part of it. I've been on the PA there. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that Brendan has been able to do some school the last, uh, five weeks, four weeks. Good. It's so what good a beautiful, I mean, I just think, you know, as a mom, you're, you're a superhero and, you know, too often do we not say that to moms, right? Um, it's this glitz and glamour that we, that when we talk about motherhood, um, but Miss Nelson, what you're doing for, for that little one, you're a blessing to him, you're a blessing to your community. I just wanted you to know that this morning, um, that we see you and, and uh, you're, you're amazing, you're a superhero. Um, but I wanted to ask a question. What was it like for, for Brendan to be named the captain of the St. Patrick High School basketball team uh, for the home opener game? And, and is he a big basketball fan? <laughs> he is a big basketball fan. Um, the funny thing is he's actually, my husband went to Michigan State, so he's actually a huge Michigan State basketball like fan. Um, but no, he was so happy. I mean, he's he has been at St. Pat's gym when my older son was playing volleyball. Like he was, you know, a one-year-old, two-year-old. Um, going to those games at St. Pat's and, and being a part of it. So he had already experienced, you know, being at in the gym there. So when he found out this was happening, he was he was really psyched. And it was just, um, you know, we look back and we, we keep watching the videos. And I think just the, you know, he was nervous at first. You know, you walk in and 
but um, one of the um, students that I know, Sean White, um, he came right over to Brendan with another boy from the, the team and they just welcomed him. They were high-fiving him and he just, he literally just felt like a star. Even from the time we walked in with Paul and he got a hat and he had a little jersey for him. And, you know, it, it's even for, for Brendan, it's such a big thing, but for our entire family, it was such an awesome night. People keep talking about it. I was just at my work Christmas party and everyone you know, was seeing it and talking about it. So it was amazing. He looks back. I think the boys in the uh, chanting, Brendan, Brendan. I think at one point he's like, mom, somebody yelled, Brendan, we love you. So oh. that is the type of stuff right now that is such, just such a positive, happy thing to happen when there's, it's such a hard time we're, we're in with our family with Brendan. You know, he starts treatment up again. He goes in the hospital for chemo Wednesday to Saturday. So having something like this happen, it just, it's, you can keep looking at it and playing the videos and looking at the pictures. And, you know, I, again, too, St. Pat's has just been uh, amazing. I, you know, St. Pat's has been in our family for, for many generations. So it's, it was just such an awesome experience. Yeah. It really and Paul, is. what was it like for your kids, like for, you know, to watch your kids engage and, and I know I always feel like a proud mama anytime I have nothing to do with what they do and I go wow they did that all on their own right like what was that feeling as assistant principal of your building to watch your kids just rally around you know this kiddo who needed them yeah you know being an alum of St. Patrick High School I graduated in 2012 it was very it was a special moment to see our guys come out and you know for the community and for Brendan um, and when, when we first you know started you know thinking about what, what could we do for Brendan because you know he's right in our backyard he's in our community um, now, St. Roberts is a straight shot right down Austin from St. Patrick High School. And we have a lot of good kids that do come from that St. Robert Bellamine Parish. Um, and uh, it was it was just a great day for, for our guys. And, you know, to just just to show the community that, you know, we're, we're just not a we're not a normal school. We're, we're a family. And um, when we found out that Brendan had uncles and his brother went to St. Pat's, it was a no brainer. It was kind of like a, like a godsend in a way. So. Um, we, they just wanted, the boys wanted to make sure that Brennan had the best time of his life and, you know, try to, you know, get away, away from reality and, you know, enjoy, enjoy the day and the game, um, that night. So. Great. Well, thank you both. I know we both want to know a lot more about, um, St. Patrick high school and Brendan and being the honorary captain of the basketball, um, home opener. But for now, we're going to pause for a brief break, but stay with us. There's more Catholic schools today coming your way. As you think about year-end contributions, we at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. 
Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum GuideStar rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back everyone to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools and I'm joined by Ronnie Faison, the principal at St. Francis de Sales High School. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM as well as streaming to our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. We're pleased to continue our conversation with parents, Mary Beth Nelson from St. Robert Bellarmine School and the Assistant Principal for Student Affairs and Activities at St. Patrick High School, Paul Sangrati. Welcome back to both of you. Um, Paul, I was thinking over um, the commercial break about your role at St. Patrick High School as the Assistant Principal for Student Affairs and Activities, which is quite a mouthful. Can you tell us a little bit about what that role entails? Yeah, so um, basically I, when we had uh, um, orientation over the summer, I was like, I'm kind of, I try to make school fun for our guys. So uh, anything, you know, I do, we do have a great uh, student activities director as well, uh, Rebecca McBride, who's always putting um, our, our guys first. So 
Uh, basically, it's any any type of, you know, what can we do during the day to make sure that our, our kids have the best experience possible here at St. Patrick High School. Um, we understand that obviously academics are very important, but also we want to try to teach the whole child, right? So one of the things we've instituted, you know, we haven't had in a while um, intramural, so we have an awesome intramural program during the day for our boys. We understand uh, the uh, teenage boy obviously likes to move around and get around. So we've uh, instituted uh, one of those, um, something like that. And then just trying to get school spirit out. You know, one of the big things about St. Patrick High School is our uh, school spirit. You know, we, I mean, we have so many alum that constantly do a lot for our school and that just shows what, what, what this place is about. So, you know, really try to get that school spirit out, try to go out and um, support our guys any way we can. You know, I tell, I tell a lot of our, our students, you know, Go, go to the theater, go to the performance, go to the football game, go to the basketball game. It's not about if you like basketball, if you like theater. It's not about that. It's about going out and supporting our guys. And that's what St. Pat's does. And that's what we continue to do. So just, you know, just trying to trying to make school fun and just make sure that they have a great time here for the next four years. So. It's really fantastic. I'm sorry I'm distracted by the really cute video that's scrolling across the screen <laughs> of the basketball game and of Brendan and the team. Uh, which is really great, um, and you know, and I just heard this morning that St. Patrick um, was recently honored by the Chicago Bears with a Classroom Legend Award for your community outreach efforts. So we're curious a little bit about this. Can you tell us about what that award was? Yeah, so uh, they actually got me. I was uh, uh, our dean, Coach Guerra. He was he was like, "Come on, we got to go downstairs. We have like an important meeting," and I thought it was about something going on. So we go down there and the whole team's there and then we're just all standing around and they're trying to get on the computer and then Chicago Bears, they popped up on the Zoom and they were honoring me as the classroom, I think it was the classroom legend. So it's it's a great honor. Um, that that reward goes to all the students that I've taught. Um, it's because of them I do what I do every single day. So I I just, it, it was a great, it was a great honor and very humbling as well um, to receive that. So I, we went to the, I went to the Bears game honored me um on the board and stuff so it, it was it was a great day good day i always think it's uh, amazing when you are an alumnus of the school that you lead at because i feel like it's different like the love and the you know just the, everything that you give to it is different because it's yours um i'm an alumnus of my school uh and of the community and so all of those things like aid and abed to everything that i do going forward so you can hear that in you you can hear that family um I don't know if I saw a little misty in your eyes, but I definitely, there was something there. Um, but you can tell that you you love you love that. And, and that's just such a beautiful thing. Um, Catholic education, I always tell people, isn't you're not in it for any other reason except because it feels good, right? And, and the mission is there and you're mission led. Um, and you can you can hear that in what you say. Even if you, you got a little misty, I, I forgive you for that, you know? Um, no, but it's a beautiful thing. One of the things that I thought was great is that you guys did that for, for Brendan, right? What are some of the things that you guys are gonna continue to do to support this little one as he goes through this, um, you know, this, this journey with him and his family? Yeah, you know, that's a good good question, you know, um, with our student council. So we usually have meetings and talk about like, what can we, what can we do to get better at, you know, at things in, the, in our community. So that is actually something we are going to talk about is like, what can we do more for Brendan now going forward? Um, you know, and just I, I know this was a it was it was it was a special day for him. And it was and it was uh, probably a big day for him as well. But, you know, obviously going forward, we're going to do as much as we can to support the family in any way we can. Um, because we consider Brendan and his family one of ours. Um, obviously, like Mary Beth said, her brothers went to St. Pat's um, and her son went to St. Pat's. And, 
you know, the best thing about the St. Patrick community is we stick together no matter what. So we're going to continue to do that. Um, and obviously just going forward throughout the community, you know, our new president, Dan Santucci, he re he's really trying to get more involved in the community. And he, he kind of got me to, um, to, to find out about Brendan. He came up to me and said, Hey, this, uh, Brendan from St. Robert Belmont, can we do anything for his family? And th that's where it really got kickstarted. So yeah, we're definitely trying to do more for our community, the St. Patrick community. We love the Portage Park area, um, the community around here, all those different types of uh, wonderful um, Catholic schools. So yeah, we're definitely gonna make some more initiatives to get out, so. Ms. Ms. Nelson, one final question for you. If if you if there was a a family that was on the on the cusp, right, of trying to figure out whether they should send their kiddo to a Catholic school, what what would you tell them? I think we may have lost Ms. Nelson. Maybe we did uh -oh. lose her. Oh, I thought you were talking to Paul. I'm so sorry. I, okay, so sorry about. Oh, there's so many things I could say about why. Um, to send your child to a, a Catholic school. Um, it's just like, for instance, in St. Roberts, they have prayer partners where the older kids are with the younger kids and they go to church together. And I think there's just such a sense of this community, everyone knowing everyone. Um, I gosh, I have so much I want to say and I can't get it out, but I went to Catholic school. I know it's the way I was raised. Um, it's interesting because my older daughter did go to Lane Tech. Great school, amazing school. And I'm not saying anything negative i just didn't have like a connection you know such a large school pub I, I feel like with the catholic catholic schools there is a little bit more of a connection that's my personal experience okay with my grand my kids grammar school i'm i know the principal i know the teachers i, I was on the pa you get very involved it's a feel good um it's a feel good thing to have your kids in catholic school that's how i feel and i feel like it just shapes them into amazing older you know adolescents if you ask my son sean this is an interesting thing that he um, graduated from St. Pat's and he went to his dream college of Michigan State and it wasn't for him. It was too big. He came back and he said, you know, mom, everyone says college is like the best years of your life. And he goes, to be honest, he goes, my high school years were the best years at St. Pat's. Oh. And I saw that and it was, it was a great experience for him there with the friends he made and, you know, just everything that those four years gave him. But um, I, there's a nun from St. Robert. She's no longer there, Sister Ann Finello. And she said one time, oh, he's, Sean's going to St. Pat's. She goes, I'll tell you right now, those those kids go in as boys, but they come out as gentlemen. And I definitely see that. I do. So it, they, they shape, St. Pat's shapes, shapes these boys into men. They do. I, I've seen that. So that's so good. I, can, I could go on. I could go on about St. Robert's. I can go on about St. Pat's. <laughs> those are good problems to have. Those are good problems. We'd um, love so, you yeah. to go so on. So there's a lot I could say. It's like, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm like a one-on-one -on -one talker. I can talk your ear off, but something like this, I'm like, okay, I need to be quiet now. I, I go on. So I'll, no. I'll shut it down. <laughs> Those are such powerful words and we'd love for you to go on. Uh, but we are going to pause for one more quick break before we end our show, but stay with us. There's more Catholic schools today coming your way.
As you think about year-end contributions, we at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum GuideStar rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Welcome back everyone to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Melissa Link from the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Catholic Schools and I'm joined by Ronnie Faison, Principal at St. Francis de Sales High School. We're broadcasting live on WNDZ Radio 750 AM as well as streaming on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. We continue to be joined by parent Mary Beth Nelson from St. Robert Bellarmine School and the Assistant Principal for Student Affairs and Activities at St. Patrick High School, Paul Sangrati. Welcome back to both of you. I know it's a busy morning for both of you. Um, we're going to wrap up shortly. Um, but I just want to say I've been hearing about the partnership between Catholic high hear. schools and Catholic oh, elementary schools. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can. Sorry. Thank Fantastic. you. Good. Um, I was just saying we're going to wrap up shortly, um, but I have been hearing a lot more recently about partnerships between Catholic high schools and Catholic elementary schools, um, which have been fantastic in the way that I've been hearing these partnerships unfold. So I'm wondering um, how this partnership between St. Patrick's High School and St. Robert Bellarmine has helped contribute to the mission of both of your schools. Um, and to Ronnie's question, how you might continue seeing that mission unfold in the years to come. Yeah, so, you know, just, I think... Oh. No, go ahead, Paul. I was going to say you go okay. first. I, I, <laughs> I think just, you know, I think the Catholic school mission in general is just very rich and exciting. And um, I know our mission, the LaSallian mission, where we we teach all kids no matter what, um, obviously is, is, is corresponding with, I hope, St. Robert. So, you know, we're just going to continue to do what we do to continue to teach our students empathy. I think that's a very good skill our, 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 our I think, whole kid population needs, right? And we're going to continue to do community service like this and continue just to get that mission out in the Catholic school mission as well um, out to the communities. I know that, you know, Catholic schools, I mean, this has been a thing with they're taking a little bit of a hit, but, you know, I think we can, we're going to get back and with our mission, continue with our mission and um, just, just 
start pumping good positive things out about uh, the Catholic school mission out to the community. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say also that um, I know the, the eighth grade class graduating in 2022 from St. Roberts, I wanna say there's about 12 or 13 of the boys that plan to go to St. Pat's. And I just thought that made me so happy because I thought that was just such, an, such a, a huge amount of boys that obviously all wanna go to St. Pat's. You know, in the past, it's, it's been so many different schools, Loyola, this, that, you know, but uh, I was really happy to hear that. And they're a great group of, of boys and everything. So um, I was, I could see that already, that, that connection with St. Pat's and St. Robert's. So yeah. it's nice to, to hear that. Definitely. We are going to wrap up in just a minute, but if our listeners would like to learn more about St. Patrick's High School or about St. Robert Bellarmine School, how might they go about doing that? Uh, you can just go on our website, stpatrick.org, uh, come out to a basketball game, come out to a play. Um, and just go on our website. There's always things going on here. Come, come check out the brotherhood. That's the big thing, right? We're, we're a brotherhood. Um, and just, just come, come see us. You know, a lot of people, if you, you've never heard of us before, um, come check us out. We're in the Northwest side. We're, we're proud to be from the Portage Park area. Um, and come, come check out some of our great, our great things that are going on there. We're building something special here with, you know, obviously with Dan Santucci, our new president, uh, Tim Trundle, who also is an alum, who's our new assistant principal as well. So there's just good things going on here, really good positive things. Um, so we invite everyone to come out and check us out. It sounds like you're doing awesome stuff, and and we're so excited that you spent the morning with us, Miss Nelson. Brendan is going to be in our prayers and in our thoughts. Uh, the principal of St. Francis de Sales, if there's any way that we can help and support uh, you or your kiddo, please say the word. It's already yours. Um, you don't even have to ask. We are all part of Catholic school community. Um, and so we do this together. Um, and Paul, if there's ways for you and I to work together, we're, we're always game. Um, we do this work together. It's not in a silo. So um, just thank you both for spending the morning with us. Remember, you can share this by, um, you know, copying your our YouTube link to your social media or email accounts. The program comes your way monthly here on WNDZ Radio, 7.50 a.m. and on our Facebook page in our Archdiocese of Chicago YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. The next time we speak, we'll be in the new year of 2022. Advent blessings and Merry Christmas to all our administrators, teachers, staff, students, and families in Catholic schools around Chicagoland. You guys have a wonderful day. You too. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.